Hello, everybody. This is Alfonso from Studio Comics, creator of Night Spike, and feature on the movie Here's Manufactured. And right now, you are listening. We got to kick. Okay, everybody, let's back up now, huh? Let's back up. Let's everybody just back up. We'll give them a little bit of room, okay? A little bit of air. It's okay. I know CPR. I know CPR. Hey. What's CPR? You! It's fine. Hey, did you just take his wallet? He just took that guy's wallet! Alright, this is uh, Jay Stu, uh, again recording from, from home, and i uh, very delighted today have on the line with me uh, someone we haven't talked to in two years, um, our old buddy, uh, the Wonder Librarian herself, Danielle. How's it going? I'm doing good, and I'm also delighted to be back on the calls, and I'm glad that you wanted to do this with me, and I really appreciate it. Oh, no problem, and, and you know, a big happy birthday to you as well today. Thank you, and also a reminder that it's also Kristen Glover's birthday from Back to the Future. Oh, cool. And I believe George Takai and Hitler, unfortunately, but, yeah, <laughs> oh, we'll leave that one. Yeah. Oh, that's awesome. Something <laughs> good, yeah. Oh, uh, how have you been doing uh, these last, I think, five weeks now? Um, Things are really different. We were just talking a little bit off the podcast about the fact that I have a boyfriend named Andrew who lives in the U.S. that I haven't been able to see. Uh, I see him quite often because we live pretty close by. Um, he's in Seattle. I'm in Vancouver now. Yeah. And so that's been a challenge. And then um, I don't see my parents as much because they're in Ontario. And we had a, a cool Disney vacation that we were going to all go on together that had to fall by the wayside. But I'm kind of just, you know, trying to keep positive, having Netflix parties, um, doing, like, online gaming and just keeping up with everyone on Skype and, you know, using the technology we have to sort of, keep some normalcy going, but, yeah. Well, that's cool. Now, um, yeah. one of the things I wanted to talk to you about today is uh, you were actually part of a really cool uh, thing called Project 88. Yes, um, tell that us was a, amazing. Tell us a little bit about what that is and uh, how you got involved. Okay, so um, as everyone might remember, because I do talk about it a lot, that I'm a huge Back to the Future fan. It's probably my most favorite thing. Right. Um, since, since we last talked, I also got a hoverboard tattoo on my wrist that I've been wanting for a long time, so I finally made that happen. Oh, cool. Um, yeah, so it was, I guess, so there was this project, or sorry, um, video producer from Oregon named Taylor Morden. And he, I guess, was going to different Back to the Future groups on Facebook and saying, like, hey, guys, I have this idea. Like, you know, we're all in quarantine right now. Let's do something creative and let's recreate Back to the Future Part 2 using whatever we have at our disposal. So it was a really quick sign-up because I think he divided into 88 scenes, so each person got to sign up, and then he would give them a scene kind of thing. Mm -hmm. Um, So we we were actually lucky. Um, My boyfriend Andrew and I are both huge Back to the Future fans. We got to pick a scene. Um, I love the Cafe 80s, so I just Mm -hmm. said, hey, do you have any Cafe 80s stuff? And it just happened that somebody couldn't commit to their scene, so we picked it up sort of last minute. I think we had like two days to get everything together. So we literally filmed it and, like, edited it real quick and then set it off the next day. So we got um, the scene in Back to the Future, scene 14, where um, Griff is talking to Murray, and he's trying to convince him that he's got to, like, do the 
do the big job and all that stuff, and then Marty Sr. is kind of there, and it's, it all takes place in the Cafe 80s. Like I said, I love the Cafe 80s. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's pretty awesome to try to recreate that with, like, I used a green screen thing, and I made the Cafe 80s behind me. We used the doll, like. Um, so I actually, yeah, I posted that on my Facebook today, our side-by-side comparison. And you can find it if you go on YouTube. Um, Project 88 is what you search for. And then the whole thing is just, like, this amazing collaboration of, like, there's South Park animation, there's potatoes, there's bananas, there's sock puppets. Like, people just went all out for this thing. And it's all um, also to benefit the Michael J. Fox Foundation as well. So oh, that's cool. There's a link in the description to, to donate. So, yeah, I'm just hoping to do a little good for for people. <laughs> Give them a little joy. Oh, that's cool. Um, mm-hmm. Now, um, also, I'm proud of you. I see that you're on IMDb now. Yeah, so um, I didn't expect that to happen because I just, like, as a fan, I saw the ability to sign up, and I was like, oh, i got to get involved in this because, like, I'll do anything and everything back to the future. Mm-hmm. Um, but then it showed up as, I guess, anything you put on YouTube is on, like, could be an IMDb credit. So, it got added on there, and then I was able to create a page, and now I have an actress credit. So it's officially Cafe 80s Girl slash Grift slash Psych um, for Project 88. So I just I couldn't imagine my name being attached to something more awesome than, than that. And if we hadn't been in this situation, I don't know if this would have happened. So that's kind of my yeah. one happy thing that came out of this. Yeah, one of the few good so, things yeah. coming out of this. Yeah. Uh, when are you going to get a credit on there for uh, Ponytail Girl and Heroes Manufactured? Oh, uh, <laughs> that would be cool, too. If they, honestly, now that I have an IMDb page, if there is one on Heroes Manufactured, I'll totally, I'll totally add that in because you can add your own credits and stuff. So. Oh, there is because we were, we were all excited when Alfonso got on IMDb, too. Oh, okay. So maybe maybe I will put that. I'll just say that I appeared as myself. And you should also, because I believe you also had a flash in there, too. Oh, yeah. We're right there in the same scene. Yeah, there you go. So that's good. So all these projects are IMDb-worthy, and I love that. That's cool. Um, are you still – well, I, dumb question, but before this all uh, all started, were you still doing your on-locations segments? Uh, yeah, so I have, so it's easy enough to still get in the car. Like, a lot of places in Vancouver, like, where they film stuff is pretty remote, so I could still kind of go out and do some filming. So, actually, like, the weekend that this all sort of happened, I just thought, like, you know, before I could sense that things were going to start shutting down, so I was like, I'm going to just go, and I'm going to get some stuff, some footage, and um, pull together a few videos, so... I was able to visit um, locations for Smallville, so I went to the Kent Farm. Um, I went to just some of the, the fields and the areas around. Um, I'd already been to the Lex Luthor Mansion and stuff, so I pulled together a video about Smallville with some of the key locations. And then I also did Hot Rod, which is like an Andy Samberg like cult classic. Oh, yeah. It's totally ridiculous, but... Um, so that was cool to go to those locations, too. So there's so much films in Vancouver that, like, I literally never run out of content. Like, I still have plans to do Supernatural stuff, and, like, I've done Sabrina, and um, they film Riverdale, like, all the CW stuff out here. So there's, oh, yeah. like, tons for me to document. But um, you can find it on my YouTube channel if you just Google Wonder Librarian. So all of my content is pretty Vancouver-specific, but... Um, it's awesome because, like I said, it's a city that's always filming, and so I always have stuff to 
to check out over here. That's awesome. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What's What's been your favorite one to do so far? Um, out here, I did. So I'm big into like '80s retro. So mm-hmm. um, Never Ending Story was filmed out here. So even though it was just like they used uh, this one little alleyway, sort of by Gastown area, where they film a lot of stuff, mm-hmm. I still was like, oh, because it was like '80s nostalgia. Going to check that out. Like they filmed one where it's like Falcors going down the alleyway and all that kind of stuff. So I like walked down there. So that was neat. Um, I also like the Netflix uh, movie to all the boys I loved before. So oh, okay. um, that's a more, that's a more recent thing. So I went to go document that stuff and I accidentally actually drove onto a live film set when they were filming the sequel. Oh no. Cause I was going, yeah. So I was going to check out the house from the movie and I didn't realize that they would be on location that day. So I actually, I saw the star with an umbrella, like someone holding an umbrella for her. And I was like, Oh gosh. And so I just like, you know, got there real quick, but, um, so that, but that's the kind of cool things that you can run into in Vancouver is there's celebrities here all the time. Um, so yeah, it's just really exciting. And for me, like being a Superman fan too, obviously like the Kent farm was like the Mecca. Yeah. Being exactly. that. So I, I did linger and spend some time there. Um, but, yeah, there's, like, just always cool stuff. I was hoping that they were going to film the Ghostbusters sequel here because I'd heard that they were doing it in Canada, but it was in Alberta, sadly. But maybe I'll go to those locations. I could just drive over there. Yeah, that'd be cool. Um, are, are, you yeah. Dis- are you disappointed that the Ghostbusters movie got held up till next year now? Absolutely. But I understand um, that all these things are happening. So I was mm. disappointed about Wonder Woman. I was disappointed about Comic-Cons, like, you know, all this kind of stuff. Um, the, yeah, obviously, like, Ghostbusters was huge because mm. I'm excited about, I'm an Egon fan. So um, anything Egon-centric is great. They've got the Stranger Things people in there. Paul mm. Rudd's in it. Oh, yeah. They had some bits in the trailer. Like, I just, you know, when I saw the trailer the first time in a theater, my heart was soaring. So I'm really excited about it, um, but I'm okay to have it next year. But yeah. I'm still holding out for Bill and Ted, hopefully. I'm hoping that's not a casualty, but we'll see. Yeah, they haven't said anything about that one yet. That, that's You know what? Um, that's one of the ones I'm most excited about this year. Yeah, and uh, I'm not sure if you would have seen it, but I actually visited the Bill and Ted locations when I was in Arizona. I did watch I that one, actually. Video. Yeah, I saw that one. It was yeah, pretty cool. So, yeah, so we went to the mall, which is, like, basically abandoned, but, like, you know, it's still, some of the parts are still similar. Um, and then the Circle K and then Ted's house. Yeah, like, so So I had a lot more to do, which um, I had planned also over the spring break, too, because my boyfriend was working in Arizona, so I was going to go back and do more. But, yeah, so still in the plans to do more Bill and Ted stuff, but I really wanted to do it because of the movie coming out this year. So that was, I love that movie. That was a lot of fun. Oh, definitely. Mm-hmm. I saw both those in yeah. the theater. That's how, that's how old I am, so. Yeah. <laughs> well, they're, they're good all the time. The 80s is the best, bar none, seriously. That's right. <laughs> hey, let's, let's take yeah. a break and throw a commercial in and then talk to you a little bit more. Um, just, you know, shoot the shoot the uh, shit, as they say. Okay. And uh, we'll Sounds be right good. back after this. And now, a word from our sponsors. You're listening to the Points of Interest Podcast Network. You can find us at poipodcast.com. For the love of pod. <laughs> <laughs> 
I'm worried, Ray. It's getting crowded in there, and all my recent data points to something big on the horizon. What do you mean, the big? Well, let's say this Twinkie represents the normal amount of psychokinetic energy in the New York area. According to this morning's sample, it would be a Twinkie 35 feet long, weighing approximately 600 pounds. <coughs> That's a big Twinkie. We could be on the verge of a fourfold cross rip, a PKE surge of incredible, even dangerous proportions. We just had a visit from the Environmental Protection Agency. How's the grid holding up? It's not good. Tell them about the Twinkie. What about the Twinkie? And hey, we're back. Uh, it's Jay Stu, and um, I'm excited to be on the phone with our old buddy Wonder Librarian. Uh, it's great talking to you again, actually. It is so good to be back, and I am so happy that you called today. Yeah, it's, it's great hearing your voice again. Yeah. Um, so what I wanted to ask you, I don't think I ever knew this, but um, how old were you, and, and when did you first discover Back to the Future? Oh, um, so I would have probably been about eight, I think, seven or eight around there. And I remember that um, my dad used to tape us just random stuff on VHS. And then he'd just be like, oh, here you go. And, like, so Saturday morning cartoons were on there. And then just randomly, uh, I guess it was one of the ones that was in one of my dad's tapings, uh, along with Howard the Duck, which I know we've talked at length about oh, Howard yeah. the Duck. <laughs> um, which he thought back then, he's like, oh, it's a duck movie, it's a kid's movie. But then I watched it, and I was, like, terrified at the time. Um, but, you know, as I watched it as an adult, and I'm sure you can agree, it's just ridiculous, and it's hilarious to rewatch. Um, but, yeah, the Back to the Future thing, I... I remember when I first saw it, I was just so, like, I just love it so much. And I would bring it, I'd bring my tape to sleepovers, and I would always hope that someone was going to just, like, love it as much as me, and they'd want to build time machines yeah. and all that kind of stuff. Like, I was doing, and, you know, I was drawing hoverboards. Like, I was, like, obsessed with it at that time. Um, but no one ever really had that same, you know, love of it. But yeah. luckily, when I grew up, uh, there's such a huge community, and I know... You know, a lot of people, including yourself, are big Back to the Future fans, and I can safely nerd out with people. And uh, obviously, my boyfriend, Andrew, is huge Back to the Future fan, too. He's got a DeLorean that we're working on time machining mm. right now. So, like, yeah, I grew up, and yeah. <laughs> it's a wonderful thing to still be as in love with Back to the Future as I was then and to enjoy it with so many people. That's cool. So. First time I ever saw it, I was 15, and... uh I had my first date to go see it, so. Oh, that's so great. <laughs> yeah. Did she like it, too? I think so. Yeah. I still talk to her, so. That's awesome. Yeah. Um, my, ex, my ex once said to me, he's like, I don't really see the big deal in Back to the Future. It's not that good. And I think that should have been the day where I was like, you know what? We're done, buddy. Well, that was Seriously. a sign. I, I dated someone that hated Indiana Jones, and I knew right then and there it wasn't going to work out. Yeah. It kind of ended up being, like, just a general, you know, he would always not like the stuff I liked, and he would discourage me from basically being myself. So uh, that was kind of the undoing in the end. And But, you know, this is a comeback story, and I managed to change all of it, change my density, and now it's all good. <laughs> the alternate timeline is super awesome here oh, so that's that awesome yeah um mm -hmm. do you what was the uh the first movie you ever saw do you remember i think it probably was 
Bambi, if I remember. Okay. And my parents took me to, like, do you remember that theater in Burlington? I think it was, like, Fairview or something, maybe. Sounds familiar. There was, like, a small theater in Burlington, but it, that's, like, a really vague memory because I couldn't have been more than, like, four or five, I don't think, when I first saw that, maybe. <laughs> so, yeah, I remember, like, watching it and being a little traumatized by, obviously, the death of Bambi's mom, but... You know, as a lot of Disney movies like to do, they usually kill a parent, so. Oh, yeah. What are you going to do, right? <laughs> but, yeah. Um, I've been a fan of movies my whole life. Like, I just, you know, whether it's filming locations or um, movie props or just, like, generally talking about movies or seeing them or the drive-in, like, you know, give me all of it. So that really, I mean, that kind of spawned a lifelong love of Disney and movies, too, so. I'm glad for all those early times going to the movies with my parents. Yeah, that's cool. And uh, I knew you were a big movie fan, which is uh, one of the reasons I first brought you in. And we got the geek, and uh, we we went and interviewed Sean Sullivan. Uh, at yeah, that's, Film Fest. that's true. Mm-hmm. It's funny because I actually so um, we had so the Back to the Future community has been like you know reaching out and stuff like that, and they hosted a Netflix party where we watched Back to the Future three. Mm-hmm. And then we were just all, like, commenting together and stuff like that. So it was a lot of fun to do that. And then I was like, oh, hey, guys, by the way, uh, I interviewed that guy, you know, the one from <laughs> Buford's Gang. And so then they're like, oh, my God, seriously? So then as soon as the watch was over, I was able to share that to the group. And they were, like, just, they loved that. That's um, why we got a, a string of hits on that all of a sudden. <laughs> oh, okay, yeah. So that that would have been me with my Back to the Future crazy. Oh, right I love that movie well, so much, you. yeah. <laughs> so, and coincidentally, that was, I think, our first, not, so our first interview together would have been at the Geekery where you interviewed me. Yeah. And then that yeah. was our first official interview where I sort of was, like, partially joined and I was asking questions, but it was very memorable to have that first interview with you guys. Uh, that was at the first Geekery Con. Yeah, yeah, and, uh, yeah, it's just funny because I remember the the content of that first interview where you interviewed me, I was there having an artist table, and then um, you, yeah, it was, like, 2015, so, like, the year of Back to the Future, so you were, like, asking me a lot about that, and then there was this huge online event, or, sorry, not online event, I'm saying online now, huge event happening in California for the anniversary, and I just remember I was like, oh, I can't go, and I was, like, so bummed out, and, like, literally, that was the moment that I had my epiphany, like, where did I go wrong in my life that somehow I'm not going to this event? Like, what is wrong? So I thought about, like, my dumb boyfriend that I had at the time that sucked, and then my job wasn't going so great, and whatever, and I was like, this won't do. I can't, like, this is not my life that I imagined. This is not what I was supposed to be like in 2015. Um, so that's kind of where the the whole revolution and the alternate timeline thing started was just that epiphany of, like, wow, I'm, I'm a huge Back to the Future fan and I'm missing out on this thing. Like, what, what the F did I do wrong here? Yeah. So um, we've come a long way since then. So, you know, I've been able to attend a lot of Back to the Future things since then and, it's been really awesome. We just were at one in October, um, and then, yeah, like, we just kind of go to any and all of them that are around, and like I said, my boyfriend, Andrew, is just as into it as me, so lots more Back to the Future in my life now. That's cool. I remember the first time I ever met you, I you were one of the first people I saw doing Back to the Future art as well. Yeah, that's true. Um, 
Yeah, I, I remember I had brought some prints to Articon, so that's going back even more years, and that was, yeah. like, my first art show, because I just, I, I'd been doing art my whole life, and then I was like, you know what, I'm just going to do a whole bunch of it, I just got really inspired, so then my very first art show that I was at, that's where you met me, and I remember yeah. you coming to my table, and, you know, commenting about my Back to the Future stuff, and I was just thinking, like, cool, oh my god, someone that actually understands this, like, deep <laughs> reference that I made in this picture, and so we didn't reconnect until years later, but it was through the same thing through the, um, through the geekery at the time, so, yeah. which I just kind of randomly stopped into, and then, you know, it spun into this friendship that we have now, which is yeah. awesome, and I'm grateful for, so. Aw, thanks, mm-hmm. buddy, me too. Uh, yeah, yeah, I remember uh, that was our very first show as well. We only started about two months before that show, and somehow we got an invite to have a table. And uh, mm-hmm. I remember Diana and I had just watched, she had just seen the Back to the Future movies maybe a couple of weeks before, and uh, that's why we saw your table, and, and oh, it's cool, and bought a bunch of artwork mm-hmm. from you, and um, definitely a highlight. Yeah, it's funny, like, when you are really passionate about something and when you're really interested in it and you just let it shine, it's crazy good, like, the kind of things that it can bring you, like, you know, like friendships, like um, appearances, like interviews, like, you know, so it's it's spawned a lot of really awesome things for me. Um, and, you know, we had, like, when I was in Ontario, we had just such a great time with all those cons that we were able to oh, go yeah. to with. We got the geek, and, you know, I miss all of those. I miss, like, the toy cons, and I miss the, you know, Toronto Comic Con was always great, like, all the, you know, all the ones that we got to go to together, but I'm grateful that we had the time that we did doing that. Yeah, definitely. So, such great experiences to have, yeah. Yeah, definitely. I'm I'm grateful for it, too. We we still consider you part of the team, and I guess you're our foreign correspondent now or something, international correspondent. Yeah. For sure. Well, I mean, like, I'm always happy to chat about movies or stuff, or if you guys ever want to low down on movie locations and stuff, I'm always happy to chime in on, you know, whatever, because I'm still doing the same kind of stuff, except I'm just over here now and in a different time zone, but, you know, still the the same Wonder Librarian, keeping it real. Oh, that's good. Uh, Well, I really appreciate that you were able to talk to us today. It was awesome talking to you again. Thank you. Well, yeah, and I'm glad that you were able to, to join me in, on my birthday, too, so that's really nice. Yeah, happy birthday. And, uh, again, so people can see uh, Project 88 on YouTube? Yep, so if they just Google, uh, yeah, Project 88 on YouTube, the video will be probably the first result to come up. And, like I said, it's, it's an amazing collaboration of just, like, so 300 Back to the Future fans from nine countries put this thing together. It was literally a week and a half. Um, there's some insane talent in that, you know, in the mix there. There's professional actors, professional animators, like, you know, there's kids, there's cats, there's just, so it's, like, wonderful. Like, we had a, we joined the live premiere, my boyfriend Andrew and I and my parents, actually, because I wanted them to see it for themselves live, so that was a lot of fun. We had about, everyone that was in it was at the little live premiere, and, you know, the chats were going off, and it was great, and since then, it's almost at 100K views, I think. Oh, wow, at this that's point. Cool. So, and it it made international news, and so, and I know that, um, so what, so it has cameos from some of the actual people from the movie, so I'll let you watch to see who the cameos are, but those people have connections with, like, you know, Bob Gale, Bob Zemeckis, Michael J. Fox, like, all those people, and so it's been forwarded to, like, everyone 
that's uh, part of the part of the cast, so they're all aware of it too. Oh, very so, cool. Kind of, yeah, it's kind of neat to be. Oh, and I do want to I do want to name drop for a second here. All right. So, um, do you know? You probably remember the guy that says, "I think he took his wallet," right? Yeah. From the movie, so oh, I think he took his wallet. Anyways, random. He's my Facebook friend now. So oh wow. I'm friends with the wallet. I'm friends with the wallet guy. Oh my god, that's awesome. Awesome. Yeah, for me it's pretty awesome. So he said happy birthday to me today. So I was like, wallet guy. <laughs> <laughs> such a such a deep cameo there, but uh, very excited about the wallet guy. Wow, that's like the birth best birthday present ever. Yeah, so, yeah, it's a lot of fun. So, like I said, you follow what you love, and you just, you never know who you're going to run to or you're going to meet. And, you know, I've met Dean Cundy, who worked on the um, cinematography, and he's also, like, um, he did Jurassic Park, he did Hook, he did, like, all these awesome movies. So, you know, I run into him and, you know, Jeffrey Wiseman and you play George McFly, and, like, you know, a lot of them are just so cool. Like, they're so down to earth, and you're just, you know... The one of the prop masters that worked on Back to the Future, Dangerous Bob. Um, you know, I'm good friends with him on Facebook now, too, and he's got so many awesome stories about, like, you know, here's how we did the pizza and the Back to the Future 2 scene and, like, you know, so. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. <laughs> A lot of fun. Very cool. Well, again, like, thanks for everything. I know um, we had a limited time with you today, so I appreciate you talking to us. And, you know, all the best to you and your family and everything during during our current situation. And, uh, mm-hmm. you know, I mean, thanks for all the good times. Thanks for your friendship over the year as well. Yeah, no problem. Well, like I said, I'm happy to, if you ever want to do something like this again, um, feel free to reach out and ask me. I'm always willing to uh, talk and help out and, you know, talk about movies and stuff. I love that. And uh, it's been an honor to be part of We Got the Geek and all the stuff that we got to do. And I, I appreciate you guys so much, too. Uh, thanks, buddy. I appreciate you taking the yeah. time then. And, you know, your birthday's not quite over, so have a great rest of the day. And uh, uh, the future is what you make it to be. That's very true. <laughs> Put your mind to it. You can accomplish anything. Live by that. Excellent. All right, buddy. Mm-hmm. Well, thanks a lot. We'll talk to you another time then. And uh, I, thanks very much. Yeah, no problem. Thank you. Take care. Take care, buddy. Thanks for listening. To hear more We Got the Geek, check us out at www.wegotthegeek.com and on iTunes.